Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli and this is The Week in Doubt, episode 260. Before we start, I'd like to give a shout out to Jason Morgani for liking The Week in Doubt Facebook page. Something tells me I may have given Jason a shout out a long time ago, but for some reason he was up at the top of the likes. So I figured, hey, why not give a shout out just in case. And also, special thanks to Brandon Kane for supporting the show through Patreon. Uh, how did I not see it sooner? I apologize, Brandon, for the long overdue shout-out. It looks like you began supporting the show back in July. Uh, much appreciated. Sincerely, thanks again. It means a lot. And if my voice sounds even more sedated or sepulchral than usual, I apologize. I started taking um, inhaled steroids again for my asthma, and they tend to... Uh, Make me a little froggy or a little horse. Um, a little horse. I know there's uh, some kind of hackneyed joke in there. But let's see. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, there was uh, a bit of iTunes feedback, too. I didn't know if I was going to read this on the show or not. And I just want to let the person know in advance, uh, I, I ain't mad at you, brother. I actually found this kind of humorous. But uh, here we go. And it's from June 29th. I apologize it took so long to find it. But they gave me a five-star review, and it says, maybe it's entitled, Maybe a Little Generous. Playing the system a bit here, if I'm honest, I'd probably give a three or a 3.5-star rating. He's no Sam Harris or the thinking atheist, but I find the guy kind of charming. So I was in my car today eating lunch at work, and I was listening to, uh, I think I was listening to Brian Dunning's Skeptoid. He did an episode on that urban legend about uh, Paul McCartney dying and being replaced with a Paul clone back in the day, that whole Paul is dead thing. And while I was listening to it, I decided to look at my own podcast. It had been a while since I looked at the reviews. I saw I had a, a fresh one. And I saw that the title may be a little generous. And I'm like, hmm. And then when I saw I'd probably give a three or a 3.5, I kind of paused, put the phone down for a second out of view, kind of uh, brace myself, pick the phone back up. And, uh, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it might have been. And for some reason, I actually got kind of a lighthearted kick out of the part where he compares me to uh, Sam Harris and the uh, thinking atheist. And, and he, he's right. It's true. Um, I'm not a neuroscientist like Sam Harris, nor am I a professional broadcaster like Seth Andrews of the thinking atheist. You know, I'm just a layman. Uh, my degree is in design. <laughs> no doctorate in philosophy or anything like that. But since an early age, I've been interested in things like mythology, comparative religion, uh, ancient history. I've tended to have a kind of natural skepticism and tended to really wrestle with the big existential questions. And this is all something I'm really passionate about. And I think uh, for a layman, uh, I ain't half bad, I hope. I hope you guys agree with that. Um but yeah, uh, so I don't really take any offense, and I'm I'm glad that the person was honest. And there was even part of me that was thinking, well, if you thought I only deserved a 3.5 or whatever, why not, you know, give me a 3.5? But then I'm like, do I really want that thrown a, a monkey wrench in that beautiful 4.5 average I have on iTunes? So, yeah, it's all right. Thanks for giving me the five-star uh, rating. I'm not going to complain. 
So anyway, I might try to squeeze out one or two more mini Halloween episodes before the 31st arrives. Uh, so thusly, I might try to keep this episode on the short side in an attempt to leave myself uh, some more time to work on those specials. So maybe I'll just cover this one news story. I discovered it, uh, I almost said last week, but I think it was the beginning of this week, on Patheos, and I automatically knew I wanted to talk about it. From an atheist or secular perspective, I think it's a really positive story. Hardcore Christian types might not find it so inspiring, uh, but it's about an atheist or secular group on a Texas Air Force base that meets on Sundays while other servicemen and women are attending church or other religious services. I've been doing this show for several years now, and I've always found stories about atheists in the military to be particularly poignant. I've even had a couple of enlisted people reach out to me in the past and let me know that they appreciate the podcast, and uh, that means a lot. I think politicians, at least here in America, often speak as if God and the military are part of one jingoistic bundle, you know, kind of thumping the Bible and talking about the troops, etc. Uh, that that uh, the belief in God is somehow linked to patriotism. So I love these stories that remind us that there's also enlisted people that happen to be non-believers, humanists, free thinkers, uh, choose your label, etc. And the cool thing about this story is that it appears that the group is generally well accepted on the base. And there's my chihuahua snoring in the background. Uh, so why don't I dig in? I'll, I'll start reading. And as I said, this is from Patheos, and it's from their Friendly Atheist channel. But um, perhaps somewhat surprisingly, it's not by Hemant Mehta. It's by David G. McAfee. And it's dated October 23rd. Okay, and it's entitled, Air Force Atheists in Texas Meet Weekly During Religious Services. About 1,000 basic trainees at the Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, gather Sundays to discuss an unlikely topic, atheism. Unlike most military institutions, Lackland Air Force Base has a meeting for humanists and non-believers to go to while everyone else is attending religious services. I've personally spoken to the group, and they've also hosted Matt Dillahunty, Aaron Ra, and David Smalley, according to Vicki Getman, who leads the weekly meetings. The weekly sessions, in which trainees discuss everything from morality and ethics to grief and stress, were started by Taylor Grin, then 26 according to the Houston Chronicle. With no chaplain-facilitated service for trainees like him, he wanted to start one and became a key player in a national culture war playing out within the U.S. military. With a commander's blessing, ha, no pun intended, I imagine, Grin and Seven, I thought Seven was a name for a minute, a Grin and Seven others, and now I'm laughing not just at my own mistake, but I'm also remembering that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza... Uh, wants to name his future daughter Seven, and then when uh, a couple he knows steals the name Seven, he's pounding on like the maternity ward uh, door or the glass, screaming Seven. Uh, <clears throat> any, anyway, any of you listening to this old enough to remember Seinfeld? Um, Grin and seven others met in the lobby Sundays, picking up new members from recruits headed to nearby restrooms. That's, that sounds kind of shady for some reason, but it's for a good cause, hanging outside the restroom. <clears throat> the weekly meetings now attract 1,000 trainees or more, a major share of the roughly 3,800 who attend religious services each week. 
What's most surprising is the San Antonio chaplains, one of whom helped start the Humanist Service in 2013, haven't actively opposed the meetings. This is huge considering the military is often considered hostile toward atheists and their causes. Mikey Weinstein, hopefully no relation to Harvey, uh, and that reminds me I wasn't going to mention it, but the other morning, I struggled my way out of a bout of sleep paralysis, and I think it may have been triggered by a, a dream that Harvey Weinstein tried to sit on me. <sighs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, um, anyway, Mikey Weinstein... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, the Weekend Out podcast. A former Air Force officer who helped start the Military Religious Freedom Foundation described the situation as a quote-unquote battlefield. Given the rise of the quote-unquote nuns, and that's N-O-N-E-S, not you know, N-U-N-S, ah, those who don't identify with any organized religion, it's almost a given that the military will be experiencing the same changing demographics and feelings toward religion that the country is seeing writ large. While conservative religious voices get louder and continue to have power, there's a growing number of people looking for other options. In fact, as of 2015, atheists outnumber Southern Baptists in the U.S. military, according to Christianity Today. According to the latest Department of Defense Statistics on Religion, there were 12,360 Southern Baptists among the U.S. military's 1.3 million members on active duty as of December 2014. There were also 12,764 atheists, an advantage of 404 over Southern Baptists. These are all good signs, and since atheists tend to be younger than the overall population, we can expect the military to look much different in 10 to 15 years than it does now. By then, perhaps more military bases will open up services for humanists, so that non-believers will have a place to feel welcome and learn about things that matter to secular Americans. And who knows, maybe it won't be long before we have an official humanist chaplain, too. I hope so. That seems the next logical step, and I think that would be awesome. And maybe if the secular demographic in the military grows enough, maybe someday uh, we won't have to listen to people like Rick Perry and Michelle Bachman uh, invoke God while talking about the troops. Who knows? And I was just glancing at some uh, Michelle Bachman articles. This one's dated back to 2013. It's from U.S. News. Michelle Bachman may face lawsuit over religious freedom in the military campaign. A series of media reports that allege the Pentagon could start court-martialing soldiers for their Christian faith has been debunked by the fact-checking website PolitiFact and even the Pentagon itself. But that didn't stop Representative Michelle Bachman from sending out a fundraising email Monday asking supporters to sign a Protect Religious Freedom in the Military Pledge, along with a plea for donations to her campaign, so she can quote-unquote have the funds necessary to continue fighting for religious liberty and our troops. And that reminded me that I'm probably being kind of naive, hoping that a rise in secularism in the military would somehow <laughs> rid us of people like Bachman and Perry, or at least of them, uh, you know, thumping the Bible when talking about the troops. If anything, they'd probably use it as fodder or fuel for this type of nonsense. And if you're a believer listening to this, you might be thinking... You know, wow, what's his problem with uh, politicians talking about God when um, mentioning the troops or whatever? And 
for me, from my perspective, it's a moral or ethical thing. When we're talking about the military, we're talking about the potential for war. We're talking about human life and death. And as a non-believer, as someone who doubts the existence of a higher power, who especially doubts the uh, faith claims and concepts of God we find in what I see as all too man-made religions. Uh, when we're talking about life and death matters, when we're talking about decisions concerning whether or not to go to war, that's no time to be injecting jingoistic nonsense about what I see as your imaginary friend, to put it crudely. But with that being said, I guess I'll call it quits. All right, thanks for listening, guys. You know the drill, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, you can subscribe to the show or rate it via iTunes. Don't be afraid to be honest. Uh, <laughs> if you want to help the show monetarily, you can use the PayPal widget at the bottom of the Podbean page. Or uh, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendout and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time. Yeah, I guess I could see it. Seven. Seven periods of school, seven beatings a day. <laughs> Roughly seven stitches a beating, and eventually seven years to life. Yeah, you're doing that, John, quite a service. Yes, I am. I defy you to come up with a better name than seven. All right, let's see. How about Mug? <laughs> mug Costanza. That's original. Or uh, Ketchup. Pretty name for a girl. All right, you having a good time now? I got 50 right here in the cupboard. How about Bisquick? <laughs> Pimento? Gherkin, sauce, Maxwell House. All right.